You want to find your tribe of raving fans. I'm going to help you do it. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 316 Media, where we help you do better business. Welcome, everybody. This is Justin Lamb for 316 Media, and today we're going to be talking to Ivan Quintana of Medina Living Designs. We're talking all things uh, interior design related today, and uh, hopefully that you guys have some questions, uh, things that you want to learn. So, Ivan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? What a beautiful yeah. day we're doing this. I know. It's such a beautiful day outside. Uh, it's blue. It's it's nice, nice light breeze. I was uh, just out uh, in Langley, just came back. Uh, just before this podcast, and you know, I can't tell you, um, people I think are are getting cabin fever. They're they're starting to exit their homes and out onto the streets. I can just imagine, yeah, yeah. Social distancing is uh, is getting narrower and narrower <laughs> as we see it. So, how about you? What was your day like today? Uh, what would I like to do today? Yeah, no. What was your what's what's your day like today? Is it busy uh, downtown? It's busy. it's a it's a little bit busy. I, I thought it was gonna be busier with the beautiful day, but it's no. It seems like people are really respecting the social distancing downtown, which is great oh. to see. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So well, we're gonna walk right into it. And uh, like I said, if anybody has questions, please feel free to pop them in. But uh, you know, we're gonna start off. I mean, today is such a great, great, beautiful day, and summer is coming. Um, and I thought, you know, what what a great way to start off by maybe talking about. Uh, ways that people can improve their their patio as you can see I'm out here on our patio deck here um, you know I'm enjoying the, the nice breeze um, but what are some ways that uh, you know is trending or things that are are happening now in, in the design space um, you know for for summer very good question definitely perfect timing too a patio for designers are seen like any other room in the house it's it kind of look good it gotta function well, and it's gotta function well for the people living in the house. Uh, if you entertain, just make that your main focus. Just do your whole arrangements around the type of entertainment you do. If it's just for your family and you know visitors of your family, same thing goes. Comfort, comfort is a great, great thing. And like we do with any other room in the house, keep the main bigger pieces of furniture, neutral, and just fill them up with colors, whatever fits your style. Hmm. Okay. More and so though, if it's a style inside the house, it's inside out. It goes the same way, both ways. So, so let me make sure I understand. So if yeah. you have, you know, a certain kind of aesthetic on the inside, it's better to follow that on the outside. Is that correct? Yeah, just follow it because it's, it's part of your house. Mm -hmm. you know, the architecture of your house inside will follow the architecture of your house outside. What you do inside, mm -hmm. you do outside. Okay, that's interesting. So, so you know, take me through some of kind of like the the trends. Like, you know, I know every time I, I look onto a flyer and I'm flipping open, you know, the the Canadian Tire or whatever flyer, I'm always seeing everybody using wicker or like the plastic, like. You know what? What's the advantage of having like that wicker furniture? Like, is it just because it aesthetically looks outdoorsy, or is there is there a reason why you use that? Well, there's there's a many 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 reasons. Yes, it does look outdoorsy because wicker has always been used outdoors for many many years. 
Uh, secondly, it's, it's not a natural wicker, so it will last, stand up to the environment a lot longer. Uh, but uh, it's also economical. It's so much easier, to, you know, and less expensive to manufacture those type of pieces than, than the real wicker, and will last you so much longer. Mm. So between the look and the economics of it, it makes it very popular. But talking about trends, though, the big, big trend is, like you mentioned before, once in the inside, bring it outside. For the longest time, it was the other way around. Bring the, bring the outside inside. Now it's bring the inside outside and just make it as comfortable as you Oh, looks like no, oh, no, we're back. Looks like we're back in live. You there? Yes, I'm here. You, keep, keep going. Keep going. I yeah, yeah uh, I, I got the little bit. It just it cut off just uh, as you we were talking about. Um, you know, it, for it used to be all about the outside uh, and then moving it inside, but like now it's it's more so. It should be more reversed. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, bring the inside out. Whatever you find comfortable inside your home bring it out with, you know, obviously, you know, with the right type of piece of furniture. Mm, there's, okay. there's a lot of manufacturers now that are trying to come up with their, their outdoor lines, like Montauk, for example, that literally just came up with an outdoor line of furniture, mm -hmm. which it brings that super comfortable, luxury interior, long-lasting piece of furniture into your patio. Imagine that, that was so amazing. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Okay, so but then a lot of people have their patio furniture outdoors and uncovered or you know, in an open space. So how are they going to keep it looking new and not like this aged dusty thing that, that sits in front of my parents' uh, uh, you know, garage or in front of their patio? Like, you know, we are sitting there having to spend that time rubbing, rubbing all that stuff down, power washing it, and it just still looks dirty, right? Uh, same with pillows. Like when you're outside and and you have those pillows there, like they're just gross, right? So, so what can people do to preserve those things? Well, the the fabrics meant for outdoors are different. They do have been treated differently to last longer outdoors. But you're right; they don't last very very long clean. So a few things to look for that I would say is the same thing that you look for in a furniture indoors. All the cushions should have a zipper. So you should be able to take the cushion cover off and get it washed, get it dry, clean, whatever it may be the treatment. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the frame. Just get something that is you could take off and get it washed. That's by far ideal. If you can't find that, at the very least have a cover. When you're not using the furniture, throw it over. Something easy to put on and take off, and that will protect your furniture from whatever be the environment, you know, the dust, the sun. Mm, awesome. And so now, like the big thing in the last little while, at least the few home shows that I've gone to, um, one of the big things are those um, patio furnaces. And I have oh, yeah. this fear because I have a patio and, I, and, and I'm, I'm dying to get one of those things, right? Um, are they safe? Like, are they? Are, are, I guess what I'm asking is, am I going to burn the house down by having one of those things sitting on my porch? <laughs> They're supposed to be safe, and I, I, 
don't follow the statistic how many fires those things have started. <laughs> but like like anything though, same with the fire pit, you have to be very careful. Just ask the right question to those people selling those things. So they have the right information and they'll be able to guide you whether your place is appropriate for it or not, and or whether you need to change or do something else to make it safe. But yeah, safety, yeah, that's a very good question. Safety first. Yeah, well, safety is all, all, all really important nowadays. And so why don't we transition to safety now um, in terms of businesses? So, you know, as you know, this podcast is really um, trying to help business owners. I mean, I, I wanted to know a little bit about the, the interior design stuff for, for my own self, but let's move into businesses. Now, um, in Vancouver, at least, I don't know where everybody else is in the world, but in Vancouver, we're entering phase two, um, where people are starting to now go back to social interactions. You know, what things can businesses do um, to, to still have that inviting feeling for people uh, to join and be, you know, feel, feel still like a community and not like they're walled off. I know plexiglass is, you know, what all the stores have got in front of them. But are there things that like businesses could do to, you know, from a design standpoint or, or things that they can consider to make the experience for the people as we are, you know, sort of changing the way we're interacting uh, a little bit more palatable, a little bit less sterile, a little bit less distant? Yeah, I, I, I think the first thing we talked about, the first trend that we talked about that was bringing the outdoor indoors. And it's one of the good resources to bring to keep the indoors feel friendly and not necessarily disguise, but make all those new changes a little bit more palatable, be more friendly to everybody else. Like bringing in natural plants indoors. It only looks good, but it also help, helps with the environment inside the home. And uh, use, like, if, if you had to make some changes, be sure those consult people who know how to do it instead of just, you know, I just gonna stick a piece of plastic over here. This, there's, there's so many ways of doing it that look good and it functions well. It doesn't have to be something just, you know, thrown together. Just mm -hmm. consult, there's, there's, there's people who dedicate, they, they, they have the study, they, they do all the research into how to make it look good. So mm -hmm. always going and as the professionals is by far would give you the best results. Okay, well, well let's go into to that a little bit. So, you know, when we're talking about um, business aesthetics and what we're doing in terms of trying to uh, create a, a beautiful business environment for people to, to feel comfortable, you know, in your experience, how much does design affect, um, you know, the sale, um, affect the psychology of a buyer that's coming in? Yeah. Uh, Tremendously, tremendously. Uh, as soon as the people walk through the door, there's, there's a few seconds that they just get the impression of what you have and what it looks like. And they even have, gives them an idea of what the price point is. Sure. Uh, if you get that right, correspondent with your product, then the people walking through your door will get it right away. You will still need to explain, obviously, it's a lot of sales technique that you have to apply, but just getting that first impression right, it will make the biggest difference when it comes to closing the sale. And that's the one aspect of it. The other aspect is people working in those spaces. If they are comfortable, if they have 
if, if they see the relationship with what they're selling and the way the place looks, it, it also makes the interaction so much easier for the people, for the person selling it, for, you know, the other people in the, in the building. And, stuff. Mm -hmm. and so is this like fragrance then play a role in interior design? I know a lot of people like realtors have the trick where like they put cookies in the oven, um, you know, the, the warm apple pie, the vanilla smells, you know, uh, is that part of interior design at all? And if it is like, you know, what, what, sort of guides the principles of when you use a certain center or whatnot in terms of, of sales or in terms of creating an atmosphere? Well, there, there are people who specialize in scent and scents alone and will be used on not only on the retail aspect of it, but also on in the restaurants, in your home, for example. Uh, yeah, it does, it does have a huge uh, importance on what you're trying to sell. Also, we go back to the people in the spaces. If if the, those smells are either too strong or sometimes they just they're very personal. Some people like it, and some people don't may don't like the scent smell. So keeping those naturals as possible, and not too aggressively, just keep it to the mellow, the lower part. Just you got to be something that it's you know it's there, you obviously feel it and you smell it, but it's not on your face, unless, unless you're a perfume store. That's what I was mm -hmm. store. <laughs> well, from a sales standpoint, generally I tell people, if you're in sales, don't uh, include scents on you. Um, it's better to have light surrounding scents and that, that helps increase sales. Hey, Jason, how are you? Um, you know, if, for those people who are just joining in right now, you know, if you have questions about interior design, uh, in, either in your home space or deck, um, please feel free to write questions in the in in the uh, the question box, and we'll try to answer them. Um, but we're we're just talking uh, a little bit about you know scent in the in the environment. Um, and I, like I was saying, uh, one of the things that I tell people when they're in sales is uh, really don't wear uh, perfume. Um, you know, keep it very neutral, keep it very very basic, um, and let the smells of the ambient environment uh, you know sort of dictate that. And rather than having clashing smells, that becomes really really um, off-putting when it comes to sales. Sure. So then one of the big things that are happening now in a design space, and I'm sure if you pick up any normal architectural uh, digest lately, it's minimalism. It's that white space, um, that very Mediterranean, um, you know, uh, uh, white walls, like greenery, wood, organic kind of feeling. Is that trend or is that something that likely to stay or is that very classic, like, you know, uh, is, is that sort of overdone? Like, where, where are we going trend-wise? Yeah. I, I don't think minimalistic is going anywhere. It's, it's definitely here to stay. It's very easy to live with. Uh, it's not very easy to achieve, though. That's the only thing. If you do have a home where you actually have a life in, it's not a very easy thing to achieve. Uh, there's three things I always tell my client who's it's the first thing out of the mouth. I'm looking for a minimalistic place. The three things they need. And that's storage, storage, storage. It, it, everybody has stuff. Everybody, you know, if, if you actually have a, a big life into, inside your home, if you have kids, you have toys. If you cook, you have all your cooking stuff. If you have music, you have all your music, you know, instruments and, and all, all the rest of the stuff. We always have stuff that we carry with us. 
So unless you have a place where to put those away, you're never going to get that look. So getting those mm -hmm. three things right in your home, it will definitely make it easier. Storage, so what are some ways store? that people can do? So, so what are some creative ways that people can use for storage? I mean, like I know for us in our studio, we have an ottoman that uh, that cranks open. And of course, there's stuff in there. We put a lot of our studio uh, lights and stuff like that in there. So it's just kind of out of the way. Um, but what are the other creative techniques that people can use in the space that they're you know, maybe small that uh, they need to kind of you know, be able to put that stuff away and, and keep it uncluttered? Yeah, using furniture like that is definitely one, definitely one good way of achieving that. Another way is uh, using all the vertical space as much as you can for storage. Okay, so what do you, when you say vertical space, what are you talking about? Like you're talking about walls on the side or like, like, like walls, up? yeah, up, up in the covers. If you have, I mean, let's say you have a, a fairly big kitchen and you enjoy cooking. You're going to have all the big platters you enjoy when you people come over. You can have so many other stuff that you don't use every day. But build it up. Use the vertical spaces on top of your covers. Have an extra set of covers. That will give you the look. That will give you the storage. And that will make whatever you do in your home so much more comfortable. So that's that's another way to do it. Even I mean, you have an office at home. Let's say you do a lot of conference calls right now and you need to put this stuff away. If you have a lot of books, bookcase is very helpful. If, if you have books that, that don't look that good or you have some other stuff that are, you know, paperwork, you have storage, just build it in, use the vertical space and have it all stored away. Now there's something to be said about not just using vertical space, but one thing that we don't really talk about um, and that's hoarding. So lots of people love to hoard. We put things everywhere. We don't get rid of stuff. Um, you know, and, and now I think there's a, there's a movement where people are really trying to repurpose things, right? Um, you know, they're, they're taking, you know, old boxes or old dressers and, you know, they're trying to rearrange them, create them, uh, repaint them, uh, and, and try to breathe new life into it. But, you know, so much of a space is actually the clutter that we are accumulating over time. Do you have any tips and tricks uh, about decluttering spaces? Because I know, you know, Marie Kondo was really popular maybe about six months ago, uh, I, and everybody talked about Marie Kondoing. But, you know, are there other practical ways to kind of do it? Um, you know, I, well, making the list and selecting your stuff, first of all, you have to go through all your stuff and, you know, see what you really need and you use it. And if you haven't used it for the last year, uh, saying something to you, what that item is good for. Mm. Uh, but uh, decluttering, it's, that's one thing. You start with there. And uh, secondly, just, just maybe you just give it away. Maybe you just will be a good way to bring it over to a place that you care about and they'll they'll give it away to some other family, someone else may need it. So that might be another good way. Mm -hmm. But uh, if, if, if you really have a big problem with that, get professional help. Because making that decision, obviously, is a problem. And so there are people in the world that, that really do that organization, right? Like, 
Well, we know one personally between the two of us, um, you know, yeah. as a professional organizer, and they do exist. Um, you know, and I think when it comes to your space, it seems like it's such a private piece. It's such a private, um, you know, uh, thing where you know you don't feel like somebody wants to come in. So if you were to compartmentalize things on your on your own, if you were to say, you know, take the idea of Mary condoing, you know, you said a year uh, for roughly the type of things that you might consider, you know, giving away, but what type of categories would you think is a good way to, to segment the things that you have? Categories, categories that, that will change from person to person, but the main categories will definitely been used for a while or I'm planning to use shortly. Uh, but mm -hmm. another good technique that I, I find that he has worked with many of my clients who love bringing stuff into their homes is, is uh, having a rule of if you bring something new into the home, something all has to go out. Whatever that may be. That'd be trouble for me because everything I bring into my kitchen <laughs> and, and some of the friends that I have who are watching online uh, can attest to that. I, I got a lot of stuff that comes into the kitchen. I don't think a lot of that stuff comes out very often. <laughs> it's not a rule very easy to follow, but if you make it your rule, though, you, you could definitely make it happen. So what, you should, what, what, what we're saying is, is for all the single people, before you get into your home, buy a lot of stuff. So that way, when you're trading one thing, you already actually have it in existence inside your home. That's, that's what I see. I'm reading between the lines, Ivan. It's like, because if you start fresh, you can't bring anything in. So what you should do is you just bring everything into your home. And then when you're trading one for one, you're just upgrading as you go along, right? Okay. Just, just some booth uh, advice. Clutter the <laughs> before you declutter. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So from an interior design standpoint, where does that stand? Like, how do you know you need an interior designer? Uh, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand, you know, whether they're a business or they're a home. When do you, when do you decide to engage one, um, you know, and, and what is the use for one? The useful one is uh, this, the, the biggest thing is to having your desire of having a home or a place or maybe temporary, whatever it may be, or a house that, it not only looks the best, but it also functions the best for you. If that is to your desire, yes, absolutely, I say, get a professional help. The same way you would go and get ask someone who knows about clothing. If, if you desire to look your best, there's professional people who will help you to dress that. If you desire to end up with a home that looks its best, functions its best, not for the time being, but for a long, long time. And it's, that means that it, for you, it is a good investment. And so are they engaging you like in, in the very, very beginning? Like, you know, if a person is doing renovations, should they be engaging with you prior to like undertaking those renovations? Um, you know, where, where's like, where's the, and interiors designers sort of start and end points in that process. Uh, our the work with the interior design could be very long, could be very short. It really depends again of what you desire the end result may be. But the sooner you got get in contact with the interior designer, the best. Because as interior designer, we don't look at the space just 
as a space, as an architecture, as walls. We looked at it as a the place where you're going to have your life, a place where you're going to do your everyday things, whatever that may be. And having that thought behind every decision you make for your home, it's not just the way it looks, which is very important, obviously, but also the way it functions for your everyday, for your lifestyle. That will make a biggest difference at the end result. So the sooner you get hold of interior designer, much better at the end result. And we could start from helping you create your, let's say you built a new, a brand new home. Your desires, your home, your space. We could help you, I mean, there's, there's so many different, just, just for a simple bubble design that would give you space for everything. And then from there, you grew up into the walls and into the walls, the space you do in space and the furnishing. And all that, you, if you want to, you can just bring it to an architect and there you go and you tell them, this is what we're looking for, this is my space, and, and get it all worked out. So what you end up with is, like I said, again, I know I've repeated it many times, but you end up with a home that looks like you, it looks like something you want to live in. But also, it's, it makes sense for your lifestyle, whatever that may be. So does that mean when you hire an interior designer, does that mean like you have to go through like, you know, like high end, you know, furniture or, you know, can an interior designer still be used and still go and buy Ikea furniture if that if that's, you know, what, what, what their budget is and maybe they want to spend more money in the interior design portion of it, like getting that space design, but maybe not so much on the furnishings itself. Does that ever happen? Is that is that common? Is that like frowned upon? No, that's not frowned upon. Everything is doable and it really depends on, on your budget. Uh, IKEA has a really bad reputation, but it, it does have a space in the market for obvious reasons, not only economically, but it doesn't have to be something that you throw out next week. If, you, if it's, IKEA has something in your price point, something that we use for a long time, get it from IKEA, why not? If it's, if it's if it's another piece of furniture that you're going to throw out, please don't go to IKEA because it, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I say you better off buying secondhand than going and buying something from IKEA you're gonna throw out in a couple of weeks. That's Not true. only economically, but also, I mean, for, for everybody else, for the environment, for the rest of the world, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Well, IKEA is really, you know, tremendous uh, foresight in terms of utilizing space. And I think, you know, a lot of people who are in a design, you know, uh, looking to design their, their business or their office or their, their home, you know, they look to IKEA for so much of their inspiration. And I think, you know, when, when you talk about an interior designer, people feel like they're going to be judged, right? They're going to be like, oh, shit, <laughs> he's going to be looking at what, you know, what, what my choice of, of cabinets and stuff are gonna be. And I only wanna buy IKEA furniture because it looks cute or whatever. Um, but it is good to know that, you know, as from an interior design's point, your your main premise is to make sure that that space is suitable to you uh, as an individual, uh, and then trying to find the pieces to fit, uh, regardless of the price points and of course being budget conscious and and then, and then of course uh, theme conscious of, of what it is, is that correct? Yeah, that's definitely, you, you got it. It's, that's definitely the point. Amazing. And yeah. so, 
do you have are there any trends that are coming up in this 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 year i mean i think you know especially with people spending so much time in their home uh, or so much time in their isolated office um you know are there any interesting trends that have sort of emerged uh you know because of of, of this pandemic uh, i'm not sure what because of the pandemic but uh, the, the big trend is right now i think for, for many many years it's been it's been gray on top of gray on top of gray. I remember back in the early 90s was like, you know, 20 different shades of beige. Mm. Now we're definitely to the 50 different shades of gray. Oh, that, that, was, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. It was a good movie, yeah, but I wasn't talking about the movie though. <laughs> I, it's a, now it's that injection of colors, which we're so do for I just can't wait for have some very colorful spaces the only thing with those they have to be very colorful because it could be not just a trend it could just be a, a fab and it could go you know it could go by the, in a couple of weeks exactly but it'd be it, like it, the it, wallpaper it, or the well, bead the bead curtains <laughs> well this is space for everything <laughs> If you have a cabin in the middle of a river, why not? One room with your beach and that's it. I mean, if you're happy with it, get it. Why not? <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, one of the things I like to ask people before I end our podcast is uh, generally, do you have a, a, a resource or something that really inspires you or helps you really um, really sink your teeth into your work, you know, something that you would recommend somebody else check out, whether it's a website, a book, is there something that you really uh, enjoy or that you look to like a Bible or something that somebody can, can, can go and get their hands on? I, I get a lot of inspiration from Pinterest, mm -hmm. but also from interior design magazines and, and from even books of this interior design. There's a lot of books out there, a lot of books, way too many for me to mention. But most of those books, what they have in common is, is designs that are very professional and they're very timeless. And you could be looking at one of those books that I have for many years and think, oh my God, that was you know designed last year because it's so gray or you know, the sofas is great, but it has the big red cushions on it. And and when you go and look about the date, it's like, holy mackerel, yeah, that was designed so many years ago. But th those are my big inspirations, the, big, the books, the Pinterest, and, 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 and treat tra trends as trends. You know, the main thing is have the bit of it, so to make your home feel updated, but in the meantime, think timeless. Think, think you. Think personal. Think what you like. And if you are planning to work with interior designer, just just make it known to the interior designer. This is what you like. This is this is what you're comfortable with. And that that will definitely get you the best results. Amazing. So that means that me and my wife are going to have a clash because I'm going to be black on black on black, and my wife likes little pops of color here and there. Is going to be a big battle, but thank you no, so you much for joining me today. You're going to have a black <laughs> sofa with big, black, colorful cushions. Oh, God. <laughs>
big colorful kitchens. My kid will like that one. Well, thank you so much, Ivan, for joining me here today. I really enjoyed that chat with you. Um, for anybody who's looking to find an interior designer and get to, to find out a little bit more about what your work, you know, how are they going to be able to find you? Uh, on the web, medinalivingdesigns.com. And thank you so much for having me here. It's been a lot of fun, as, as I imagined it would be. Thanks so Amazing. much. No, no problems. It was super great to have you. Thank you for uh, spending a little bit of your time in a gorgeous day like today uh, chatting with me. And hopefully uh, somebody finds this useful and that they're going to be able to uh, do some things with their space. And if anybody who watches, uh, if you have comments or things that you'd like to, to find out more about, uh, you can still feel free to leave some comments. And uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, Ivan and, and I maybe hop onto another call another day and we can go through some of those questions. Uh, until next time, you have an awesome weekend or so last yeah, day of the long weekend.